This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Support the podcast on Patreon by joining the It's All Cobblers to Me fan club. Every month, you'll receive access to exclusive bonus content, such as our Meet the Staff series, hear our player interviews before anyone else, and be invited to regular meetups. By joining the fan club, you'll be helping us to continue our sponsorship of NTFC women's player Abby Bruin and enable us to keep the podcast and all our other content going to the high standards you expect. To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. Hello and welcome to the It's All Cobblers to Me preview show. I'm Danny and I'm joined this week to look ahead to Saturday's big trip to Field Mill, the huge six-pointer, I'm going to call it that, uh, by Craig Priest and Clive Parkin from Mansfield Matters. How are you doing, guys? Very good, thank you. Thanks so much for having us on again. No yes, worries. it's very nice to be here. Good stuff. We were just chatting beforehand that you weren't sure whether it was going to be video or audio, and you you've got kitted out, Clive, I think. Oh, fully, full garb. Full, full kits. Yeah. You've got shin pads and everything. Shin pads and everything, yeah. Knowing, knowing Clive, it would not put it, I would not put it past him, to be fair. Good stuff. Uh, we'll go straight into it. Last night, obviously, we were all glued to our Twitter feeds on the Hartlepool and Mansfield Twitters because we probably shows how worried we are about you. Um, Two-two draw with Hartlepool. Um, either of you go, or did you watch on iFollow? Well, I do the commentary at the minute for Mansfield One Hundred Three Point Two, the local commercial station. So I'm fortunate enough to be there at uh, at every game and watching from the press box and uh, delivering all the the commentary to those who are unable to make it. And last night was. Uh, another one of those games, really. I mean, I don't know why you guys are, are worried about us because there's only <laughs> one there's only one team that are capable of uh, messing things up for Mansfield Town, and it's Mansfield Town. <laughs> it did seem like it, it felt, anyway, from the Twitter commentary and whatever we could gather from it, from the highlights, that you were completely on top for most of the first half, and you had about a funny three or four minutes and just collapsed, like a couple of little individual mistakes, and it just cost you in the end. What? How how did 
like the second half go? Did did it carry on like that? It seemed a little bit more even second half. I'll leave that to you, Clive. Well, I, I was one of the fans. I went on the supporters' coaches yesterday, and I was in, in the seats behind the goals where the action took place, and uh, we uh, we were on top. We were completely on top, and and we, we never looked in, in in any danger when we were two 0 up. So I decided to go and get a coffee, and in the time it took me to get the coffee, we were two all. <laughs> <laughs> so that that'll teach me never to go for coffee again. Uh, that's but, the golden rule as being a football fan, Clive. We've been through this. You don't go to the toilet during the forty-five minutes. You don't go and get a coffee. That that's a cardinal sin. It's your fault. Oh well, you can you can lay it on me if you like. But I mean, Craig was absolutely right. I mean, we are a team to be considered. I shouldn't you not feared exactly, but respected, and we are a season uh, in three parts, really. We had the first third of the season when we couldn't get a, a win anywhere and we got up, most of the team either suspended or uh, injured. And we were 14 games without a, a win. And we were thinking about, well, how on earth are we going to make sure we finish 22nd in this league? And then uh, we had the middle third, which is when we had 14 games undefeated and a nice couple of cup wins as well. And uh, in that time, we had 10 consecutive home wins. And yeah. yours will be the 11th if we pull it off. <laughs> so, um, it, and then, of course, what's left of the season is like 10 cup finals for us now because every game is vital. Yeah. So go back to October quickly then. Um, Cobblers won 2-0 at Sixfields. Um, I think at that point you were 13 games in. The result took you to 22nd in the table. Mm. At that point, what are you thinking? Are you worried about going down at that point? Well, Nigel Clough described, described it as the uh, the lowest ebb that we've had this season, to be fair. And I think uh, we needed to hit rock bottom in that game. And as fans, we were fearful because things weren't looking great for us on the pitch. And when you consider what was going off off the pitch as well, that certainly contributed to it. We had numerous players out injured. We had one of our best players in Stephen Quinn, who's the most um, sort of consistent in the middle of the park, suspended for, for six games as well in around that time other players injured as well. So it was very much square pegs in, in round holes, which wasn't working for us um, at all. And I think we were just sort of thinking about um, sort of consolidating, as Clive said, thinking about how we we're going to finish just about uh, above the drop zone. But a lot of us were, uh, a lot of fans were, for, for, for once, actually, it's quite a strange thing to say, thinking about actually backing the manager and, and giving him time to develop because you get in that mode of losing games, you start to panic. And the first thing that happens as a football fan, as you all know, is to blame the manager and to start looking at changing the dugout. Mansfield over the last couple of seasons have been through that, chopped and changed managers um, when, it, when it's not worked and uh, it's not gone well for them. They've sort of gone on a downward spiral and it was all about sort of staying together and, and getting a little bit of patience. And just after that, we managed to, to sign a player who... I think it's there's, there's no coincidence in football that, uh, f- for me, uh, that managed to help turn our season around. And that's a, a man that you'll know very well uh, in John <laughs> Joe Tool. No, yeah, we'll get to him a bit later, I think. Um, <laughs> that that game at 60, you called it the lowest ebb, which I think says a lot about us. Which <laughs> it's like you've hit rock bottom after you lose to us. Um, Can I just there interrupt? Any... It's nothing to do yeah. with, uh, with your team. It was oh, all to do with our team. Nigel Clough is not short of condemning players when they were when they've not fulfilled their role. And oh, okay. on that occasion, he slammed the whole team as not not turning up. Yeah, and I yeah. think it was it was perceived to be poor attitude, which is something that's not happened on any other game. 
Yeah, I, that's that. There's a, a fair statement in that. To be fair, I think sometimes in a dressing room when it's sort of new and you sort of bedding in and getting to know each other and sort of trying to go in a direction, sometimes you, you've got to, you know, hit the floor before you can bounce back. I think I'm a big believer in, you know, before you, in order to fly, first you've got to have the courage to jump. And sometimes when you jump, you, you land on your face, don't you? And it's about how you pick yourself up. So, like Clive says, it's it's not a reflection on uh, on you guys as saying it's just the lowest ebb. It was just us as a dressing room and and us as a squad and I think it had it not been for a certain Mr Rose that day I think it may well have been uh, a little bit more sour in the uh, the away end but uh, his appearance and him coming down to uh, to say hello to his uh, former faithful sort of uh, maybe sort of took the ebb off a little bit we, we miss him we miss him <laughs> oh, well, uh, yeah I won't say too much in terms of if you, we uh, if I mean you if you don't that. want if you don't want him we will take him I'll come and pick him up now because yeah I mean if you want to take him back with you uh, well take, we'll, we'll leave <laughs> you, him there if you want you, you're not having John Joe though back in return well, you swap he's, he's yeah, no no he's a staying. swap deal go on no 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 he's staying <laughs> <It's fair enough. laughs> um so after that game at Sixfields did, do you, did you see anything in those first few months, few weeks that you, makes you think, makes you kind of foresee what's going to happen? Because I'm a football fan like you. Do It feels like you have a run like that. You're 22nd in the table with massive kind of hopes of promotion, I'm guessing, the size of the club you are in terms of League Two. It must have taken a lot for your owners not to jump at that point, I think. I think credit, credit to our owners, they haven't been uh, I think they've learned their lesson because they've made some cock-ups um, and they uh, they realise that you can't keep jumping and changing the manager and when they recruited uh, uh, Nigel Clough it was very much with a long-term vision in mind and there's no point in doing that and then not sticking to it um, and I think there was a uh, it was a, a period of survival by faith alone because we were mm. dangerously close to getting tangled up in relegation and we were all, at that point, after the Northampton game, we were all concerned about just getting a few points in the bag to keep out of that that uh, fight at the bottom. But again, something happened. John Joe O'Neill was a bit of a catalyst. Why do you keep calling him John Joe O'Neill? Because he's so- a jockey. <laughs> so frustrating. You do this every week. Craig, I've already explained to Danny that yeah, I'm, I- an old, I'm an old git whose memory doesn't work very well. Um, oh, you'll be calling Elliot Hewitt Jamie again in a minute. Yeah, Jesus well, Christ. Jamie Hewitt. Why did I let you do this? Hey, this is Hewitt, the ex-Chesterfield player, is that? Danny, this is what I have to put up with. There's no concession <laughs> for my advanced years at all. Anyway, John Joe O'Toole... Thank um, you. Proved to be a catalyst uh, for the positive, and he brought a, a degree of energy and toughness to the, the team. And at the same time, some of the injuries were were, were behind us, and the long term suspension started to uh, unwind. And all of a sudden, you could see what Clough was building his, his team around, and the fans could. And it's no surprise that our our fan base has expanded very quickly during this season, mm. and our away support has been f- formidable, really. And uh, we've had plenty of away games recently to exercise that. So we're really pleased <laughs> that we've got a home game against the Cobblers on Saturday. Mm-hmm. It's, a first, it's a first home game in about a month, isn't it? It is. I think it's the first home. I was having a little look uh, earlier on. We've travelled something like 1,042 miles in the last five games. But actually, it stems a little bit longer than that. In the last, uh, since uh, the 12th of Feb, we've actually only had one away game. So we've had, what, one, two, three... Uh, home four, game, five, six, seven, eight away games and one home game in that period, yeah. which is uh, mm. yeah. We did have special. a home game a fortnight ago scheduled against Stevenage, but mysteriously, since Steve Evans appeared that week, 
as manager of Stevenage, there was a special strain of coronavirus yeah, well, that descended he, yes, only on yes. Stevenage. Yeah, we know, though, that he brought it into the Stevenage camp because obviously he'd been in China before he went to the Stevenage, Stevenage job, right? So, that's, that's what happened. So our, our strong that, friends at the EFL are going to have to deal with that because it was definitely a, a trick. And yeah. It didn't suit them to play that weekend. And I don't blame them. I mean, they clearly weren't ready under a new manager. Uh, but it meant that one of the few home games that Mansfield had got disappeared off the calendar. So by the time we, we've had five consecutive home games as of last night, and then we have a home, uh, sorry, away games, and then we have a home game against you guys, then we've got two more away games, <laughs> and then the run-in is a bit even. So uh, it's all to play for. And we're still carrying a couple of games in hand, which is really good to know, although we should have the points in hand. But I mean, we've, we've, we've done a, a typical Mansfield Matters here, Clive, and gone off on an absolute tangent. I feel no, sorry for it. a little bit. No, um, no, go for it. We, we live off tangents <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> so I'll, try, I'll try and sort of rope it back a little bit for you and go back to your original point about um, sacking Nigel Clough and, and the faith that the fans showed. I think Clive's absolutely right. It, you know, the owners showed faith. We've got a good CEO on the ground now as well in the back room of the club, David Sharp, who certainly helped that transition since the owners have moved across to uh, to Portugal, which is certainly sort of, you know, giving us a little bit more stern and grit and sort of having that face on the ground. But a lot of it came, like Clive said, from bringing O'Toole in, from getting those injuries back. And uh, we just sort of started to see glimpses of what could happen. And it was just a, a slow burner. And all of a sudden, you just pick up momentum and pick up points. And uh, before you know it, we've had this excellent FA Cup run. We've gone away to to Sunderland and, and managed to, to nick a 1-0 there in, in the opening couple of minutes or so. We've then beat Doncaster away in, in front of a really big crowd because it's only down the road for us. And it's just continued to spiral and spiral and spiral. And as much as we're talking about a run of uh, away games lately, we actually had a massive run of home games uh, in December as well. So it flipped around. I think we had one, two, three, four, five, at least six or seven consecutive home games in all competitions. And that really helped to propel us as well. So it, it's definitely swings and roundabouts, really. And it seems almost seems like more than, a, you know, more than a couple of months ago when we last played you guys, it feels like we've had a couple of seasons between it. It's, it's, it's a vast, vast difference. <laughs> Yeah. So you mentioned John Joe at all there, just changing. Was there anything else that you put this run of form down to from basically after that game at Sixfields, November, December, all the way through to the new year? What what else can you put that down to? I think it's the fans. I think the fans backed it. The one of one of the good things which Clive mentioned earlier was the fact that the majority of fans, and I use the word majority because there are a few keyboard warriors out there, as there always are. It's part and parcel of football, isn't it? Um, but the majority stick by, stuck by Nigel Clough and knew him about his record, knew he was here for, for long term and uh, for a long term project and backed that and showed that vocal support. And, you know, we, we, we're clapping the team off after a, after a draw, after they played really, really well. And the lads responded to that. And I think it was after, actually the game after um, the Port Vale home game. Um, back in October, we drew one all, and well, we didn't play great, but we, you know, we, it was a much better and much improved performance from the Saturday uh, away at your guys, and uh, you know, the, the fans stayed at the full time whistle to, to clap the boys off, and it was sort of a moment where the lads sort of saw in around the dressing room that actually the the fans are behind us here; they're not jumping on our backs, and we've got to turn it around for them. And you know, we went on and, and lost at Exeter the follow, following Saturday, where um, we we signed O'Toole on the day, and then you know, the, the following week beat Tramir and, and we sort of kicked on from there really so a, a lot of it for me goes down to the fans their support and, and then the lads just sort of noticing that and reciprocating that and it, it just seems as it's gone on and snowballed that everybody's in it together and even when we had our mini blip a couple of games um, ago although 
have to be careful using that phrase because a couple of players uh, that I've put that to in interviews really uh, recently don't like the, the term mini blip, but it was. Um, you know, even when we've lost those games, Port Vale, we, we didn't play very well at all. Um, got beat 3-1, but the fans still stayed at the end. Tremendous support throughout. Lost, you know, 3-2 at, at Tranmere the Friday before that in the 96th minute. Incredible support again. And uh, it, it's all about that connection between the players and the fans for me. And, that, and that's why it, it snowballed and grown. Yeah, one of the highlights on the away trips recently was up at Bradford City. It was the week that Mark Hughes had been appointed. So there's an extra buzz in the crowd and a, a couple of thousand more on the gate. Um, we went there, took to 2,100 fans and we beat them 2-0 and quite comfortably on the day as well. Mm. And I think that's the sort of reward the fans have been getting lately because um, you can bank that and it, it gives you a buffer against some of the disappointment that is part and parcel of football. But I think what's made the Mansfield fans aren't very sophisticated in that they want to see the people on the pitch trying their hardest. And I think there's been no question since Northampton, when we didn't turn out, that actually they are playing for the badge. And and as a consequence of that, we are getting injuries because people are pushing themselves really hard. And therefore, we've had to have a a decent-sized squad, which we topped up in January. And now, Clough has got the... And I use the word loosely, the luxury of choices. Mm. During the bad run, he had no choice. In fact, we had to turn the centre-forward report into a centre-back for the whole period. He turned out to be quite a good centre-back. We're talking about Hawkins here. Apart from last mm. night, let's not talk he about He had that. a bad game last <laughs> night. But he doesn't know us anything as a centre-back. He's performed very well. And, uh, you know, that's because we hadn't got players f- to, to make that back four that we needed at a time when we needed them so, so badly. So I think these things turn around, and they have done, and now we, we have less anxiety about that element of the pitch. We've always had a little bit of an anxiety about scoring enough goals. Um, we're not a high-scoring team, but at the same time, we don't get thrashed by anybody either. So we've been watching, obviously, keenly since for the last few weeks when we've been dropping points and seeing you creep up and creep up. We've seen you score a couple of late goals. One, I think it was Rochdale, was it, on a Tuesday night? Yeah, um, and then again at Oldham in injury time. That was seriously was late. Weekend. That one, yeah, ninety fifth, ninety sixth minute. Um, I, as an oppos- as a kind of challenger fan, or a, you know, a rock promotion rival, when I see things like that, I think, you know, that it's going to be you who comes up. It's going to be you. It's things like that, and it makes it seem like it's written in the stars. Is are you as Mansfield fans feeling that? Because I think it, it's completely different when it's your own team, isn't it? But do you get that sense as well? I'll answer this. I think there is a, there's three ways of playing football. There's a good way, there's a bad way, and there's the Mansfield way. And the Mansfield way says, whatever you do, however good you are, you'll find a way of cocking up. And um, we, every fan has got that little bit of a buffer in their mind that's saying, oh, yeah, when, when is it we drop out of this good run, you know? Mm-hmm. And Craig mentioned the mini blip, and one or two people say, oh, that's it now, they've bottled it. <laughs> it's not true. Absolutely not true. We, the games we haven't won, we could have taken points out of. It's just, you know, the odd mistake has cost us. And that's my argument has always been, if you score enough, you can make the odd mistake behind that. And uh, and I think where we are now is where we deserve to be purely because of the run we've had. And mm. goodness knows if we'd started this earlier in the season, we'd have been where Forest Green Rovers is now. So it's tantalising to think that we can do it and equally we might not. And we've got such a competitive top 10 in this league this year. It's incredible. 
I mean, Cl- Clive's right in the degree that a, a lot of Stags fans have been burnt by this before. I mean, you remember a couple of seasons ago when Rosie was was with us and, and we had Flick Croft, who's now at Port Vale as director of football and CJ Hamilton and the likes. You know, we, we had a fantastic season. We were up there, you know, had a great start and then bombed off towards the end. And I think we're a little bit burnt and a little bit bitten um, by that and a little bit overcautious. And when one result does come in and it's a, it's a draw and we've not played great, it's the end of the world for, for some fans and it's about perspective. But one thing that I like about Nigel Clough is that there's no expectation from him. At the very start of the season, he was asked what his expectations are for this campaign. And he said, we're going to try and win promotion. But he emphasised the word try. He took away all the, the, the headlines of we are going to win promotion. We are going to do this. We are going to do that. No, we're going to try. And every time I, t- I talk to him, sometimes it can be quite difficult to interview him after the game because from a, a journalist and a broadcaster's point of view, you've got to try and get content looking ahead to the next game or looking ahead to the next two or three. And this week's the, the prime example. Obviously, we, we played last night at Hartlepool, two all draw. If we'd have won there, we'd have gone pretty much what level on points with, with you guys or just a point, just behind, a point behind you guys. Yeah, yeah point yeah. behind you guys. And then obviously the week we've got coming up, we would have played you on the Saturday. Forest Green on the Tuesday and then the league's bottom side Scunthorpe the following Saturday. So it's a massive three games, but Clough won't look at it like that. He won't look and say, if we can get, you know, seven points from the next three, we'll be in the automatics. Or if we can get five from the for the next three or whatever, we'll be, you know, in and around the playoffs. He looks at it game by game and completely, completely takes away that expectation, that thing of looking too far ahead of yourselves because if you start looking over your shoulder, you miss that massive lamppost that you're about to walk into. And if you look too far ahead of yourselves, you miss the massive pothole that you're going to fall down. It's all about just concentrating. And Nigel Clough does that very, very well and uh, and keeps the lads really, really grounded. I think the fans are slowly but surely buying into that. Whether it'll be the same in four or five games time when, you know, there's you know, three or four games to go for you lot, but five or six for us because we've got all these games in hand will be a completely different story. But for now... It, for, for, for the majority of the fans, I think it's fair to say we're literally just sitting back and enjoying the ride and what happens, happens. What will be, will be. So, so there's still not really an expectation as such to go up. It's more, if it happens, it'll be amazing, but it's not going to be something that you turn around and think it's a disaster if it doesn't. Is that yeah, where you're at right now? I think there's an expectation, um, but I think it's an expectation which is, um, you know, subliminal and, and sort of buried at the back of the mind it's it's not the first thing we think about we're, we're thinking about we're not thinking about the promotion party and what grounds we can go to in league one because we're not there yet we're not over the line we've not got that overconfidence and that over arrogance we've got that thing of yes it would be great but we've got to work for it and we're just going to enjoy the process um but it, it's definitely a, an expectation because of who our owners are and what we put in each season the players that we signed in january but if it doesn't happen i think the majority, I'd probably say about 75-80% will be, well, next year then, if we've, if we've done this this year, next year is going to be fantastic. And uh, I think that's that's probably where the majority are. I'm probably wrong. Who knows? I'm not in the in the, in the the away end as much as, uh, as I'd like to be nowadays. But uh, yeah, I'd like to think that uh, uh, those thoughts are shared by the majority. I think you're right, Craig. I mean, the fans themselves, generally speaking, see this as a successful season because of where we were exactly after 14 yeah. odd games yeah that's um, the point i was making and if yeah. we miss out on promotion it won't be because of a bad team or a bad strategy it's just mm. a poor start effectively and i think uh, as i said somebody answering somebody on the on facebook the other day that 
you know, complaining about something. I said, you know, it's not that long ago we were worried about not finishing better than uh, worse than 22nd in this league. And now we have a real chance of finishing second. Mm. So, you know, we've, we've come a long way and it's, it, enjoy the ride. Yeah. There's always there's always one team, and you, your sights are probably set on the top three, I think, as things stand. There is always a team that comes into the playoffs, isn't it, on form, that you just don't want to play at Newport like, County. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you just want to avoid at all costs. Um, at the moment, it's it's looking like you're that team. Um, obviously, anything could happen in the next uh, well, six, seven, eight, nine games, however many games people have got left. But as it stands, I mean, it's even down to 11th, Salford, 59 points. Yeah, they won't do um, it. They'll bottle it again. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be Gary, saying Gary it with... in his checkbook will be in League 2 again next year. <laughs> Mark, you can take that now. Um, so let's go top 10 then. So top 10, obviously certain intent have dropped off a little bit, but even Write then... Them off. They'll, be too busy. they'll be too busy thinking about their uh, their trophy. <laughs> I mean, just gonna, I, let's just cut off all the teams I, as no, we go. I've, through. I've got a lot of respect for them. <laughs> their journey has been fantastic and they've had a great season, but they what they've really done is in some ways they've over-excelled. They've got themselves to, to Wembley in the Papa John's trophy final. And, you know, if they go on and win that will be a great achievement for them in their first ever season in the football league and they'll be happy at that but I think they might have le- left themselves a little bit too much to do because of that I think but uh, do you know also as well I know sort of points wise they're still relatively a quiet way off it but don't write Hartlepool off for a last charge you know they're a good side mm. if results yeah, I mean, way, don't write them off I mean we didn't see a lot of them when we played them last weekend but uh, I think there was, seems like it was very much, they were not massively bothered about losing the game. And I think they kind of, it surprised me when they came back last night because I thought going 2-0 down again, I thought well, they'd, they'd pretty much just not be too fussed about it. Um, but they do, you know what to... it, do you know what it is about them? I think you, you've hit the nail on the head. That they're a side that aren't necessarily too bothered, but you know if they get a, an opening or they get a chance, yeah. that's when they swing. That's when they seize the initiatives. And I think that's what will play into their advantage because teams will go there a little bit like we did last night, to be fair, and go, well, it's all right. We, we can afford to play one or two overpasses. We can afford to sit a little little bit deeper and not go and press. And and that's where that's where they'll hurt you. And you just saw how quickly got, they got back in the game. And to be fair, they could have nicked it in the 90th minute last night. We got very, very lucky to come away yes, with a point. Yes, yeah, yeah. Saw that chance right at the end. It's the play burst through, didn't he? And mm. Stuck I it wide. I think you have to give credit to that club as well. They've come out mm. in the non-league and in their first season, they've performed incredibly well. Mm. And they've had a really good fan base as well that's been behind them. Yes, yeah, they have. Yeah, yeah, that's, very, that's true. Um, so what we three points the gap between the two clubs before the weekend. Uh, yeah, about five points between us and 10th. It's so tight. Having it's seen a- like the other teams in the race as well, can you sit, can you kind of give an answer to who's going up at this point, do you think? Uh, Forest, Forest Green will find their form and I think they will actually do it this year. Of, it's and, it's and been so ridiculous, has not it? I, we've, I know. we've got to play them twice, by the way. Yes, exactly. yeah, so yeah. We, we could have a massive say in that, which is which is ridiculous. But, uh, you know, they've been up there, haven't they, for, for seasons upon season and always seem to fall off at the end. I think they've, they've got enough about them this year. I think they've done enough early doors uh, to go and do it. Extra are a very good side. We were very lucky to, to beat them at our place, but I think... Um, you know, we we just put in a performance that night, Friday night under the lights. It's a magical place to be, the one call sometimes. So I think that was always going to go in our favour. You guys have got enough of, uh, about you, but I think it's just about how you guys, as a collective, sort of uh, keep your heads. I would put money on either us 
um, sneaking into that final race, but it will depend on what happens in the next three games. I wouldn't write off Port Vale, you know, they're, they've been through uh, a lot this season. Obviously, everyone knows what's happened with, with Daryl Clark, who's a Mansfield lad, and we wish him all the best. Great to see the news coming out today that he's uh, having a phase return back to work. They've got a, a good ownership behind them and a good fan base as well. And uh, uh, I think I think they'll go up and do it this, this year. Um, playoffs is anybody's game, but uh, as long as Newport, if we finish in the playoffs and Newport don't, I'll be happy at that. <laughs> What's the story there? Remind right, so, uh, so uh, a couple of years ago, so us and Newport have always had battles over the battles over the years, uh, going all the way back to the uh, the conference days. Um, promoted along um, alongside them, they came up the same year as we did when we won the league. They won the playoffs. Um, I think that's right. Anyway, I'm probably wrong. Uh, no, but that's uh, right. couple, yeah, thanks, Clive. Uh, no, could rely on you. Um, see, it's that old memory, isn't it? it? Just retains that stuff from yesterday. Well, I'm reading my notes. This, yeah, more, yeah, mine's more this year, isn't it? Uh, but uh, no, a couple of years ago, we got into the playoffs. Um, we we dipped off towards the back end of the season. To be fair, threw it away. A um, couple of things which didn't quite go our way. Lost out on the final day of the season to MK Dons. Ended up getting Newport in the playoffs and. You're absolutely spot on. The team that drops from third to fourth is always on a high to nothing. Newport was the opposite way. Went to their place in the first leg. Played really, really well, but got robbed. Uh, Should have came away with a 1-0 win there. Got robbed. It was a one-all draw. They came to our place and ended up beating us on penalties. Tyler Walker, who we had on loan from Forest, scored a hatful that year for us. Mm. Fantastic. But uh, he scored loads of penalties that year. But Sod's Law, penalty shootout. Mansfield haven't won one since 2013. And Tyler Walker was the one who went and missed. And, His uh, shot hasn't come down yet. Yeah, it's still it's still <laughs> rising. So, uh, yeah, that's the story of there. And every time we sort of go there, we're always reminded... Uh, of that by the Newport fans, and it's yeah. just uh, it's just it's just a horrible place to go, isn't it? Let's be honest. It's... I'm not even gonna get well. I am gonna get started on penalty shootouts in playoff semi-finals <laughs> with you lot. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is got a long memory. Wow, that, that, oh, that's got to be eighteen or so years ago now. Two thousand four. Yeah, yeah. We're currently recording yes. a series. It's twenty years since we actually got last promoted from within the football league. So mm. we're actually recording a series at the minute, sort of re- reflecting on that. And uh, we've got a couple of lined up for a, for a couple of seasons' time. And uh, uh, I'm sure we'll be reflecting on that as well because we've got Kevin Pilkington coming on in a couple of weeks, who, of course, saved the the penalty against you guys at, uh, at our place. Remember that well. Yeah, have you got Phil Crossley coming on the referee? <laughs> no, but I'm still special, I'm still special guest. No, but I'm still trying to hunt down the linesman from Cardiff, you know, because we did get to the playoff final. And, and there's that. a whole competition. <laughs> hey, Jabs, I've just had an idea. There's a really good competition in League Two, and that's spot the competent referee. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very good very, one. Yeah. yeah, very true, very true. Um, but no, we won't go into that too much. Uh, no, that's not. That's, many, that's many a year ago, that. But yeah. um, fair to say, we don't want to play you in the playoffs um, again. It's it, it is just so tight. Um, in terms of your own expectations that you've we've talked about it's not going to be sort of a well it will be disappointing if you don't get it, obviously but um you kind of feel like you're in a position now where it's just go going for it and it's all or nothing now it's and it's you know let's just get on with it and and have a go it just it feels like cliche, you're in the... but every match is a cup final now for us <laughs> yeah we've got yeah. two games in hand but you know the players mm. are running ragged at the moment we're in yeah. two games every week and as a, we've done a lot of traveling and it's you can see it's taking its toll and mm. um, thankfully we've got a fairly big squad of competent people but they don't always click when you bring them on that's a that's mm. a risky yeah. take yeah. we didn't start yesterday with our leading goal scorer because he's trying yeah, to avoid rest- him having uh, to knock on injuries because he's carrying a little bit of a train. knock. 
doesn't train as, as often not. as everyone else. No, this he, is um, resites, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he, he, he's so valuable to us, he, he, he barely barely trains. And, and there's a lot like that, to be fair, at the minute. I mean, uh, it's, it, like Clive says, we're playing Saturday, Tuesday. It takes a lot out of you. And, you know, it's, it's not so bad when you're playing Saturday, Tuesday and one of them's at home. But when you're playing Saturday, Tuesday away all, all the time, which we have done for pretty much the past months, you drill that down now into actually time on the training ground and time with the family. And uh, and that's a massive, massive imp- important thing. You know, we're a big advocate of, of mental health within football. And Nigel Clough is as well. He gives the players a, as much time as he possibly can. Jamie Murphy, of course, is uh, on loan from, the, you know, from Ireland and, uh, in, and everything like that and up in Scotland and everything. And he's spending a lot of time traveling up and down everywhere and, you know, trying to go home to see his young family, that sort of thing. And it's those things which you don't always take into account sometimes. And uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's always an, it's always an interesting one squad wise to try and manage that. Mm. So let's get on to players. Then you mentioned Reese there, top scorer. Um, I think he missed a couple of chances late on last night, didn't he? I think he came off the bench. Um, Is it 11 goals he's got now? This season, five assists, according to the BBC website I'm looking at now. Um, how good is he? Um, he started off um, not performing the way that we expected, and, okay. and again, this is where some of our some of our fans lack patience because they expect new players to hit the ground running and and play on their best form. And even Reese Oates took a long time to settle in at a time when the club was under a lot of pressure as well. Mm. Didn't help. But looking at him now, you wouldn't. All things being equal, you would not leave him off your team sheet. He's been an absolute cracker for us. And yeah, I, the goals he scores are special goals as well. Yeah, he did, I asked him on Monday. I spoke to him at the press conference on Monday, and I said one of the questions I asked him was, "Are you capable of scoring tappings?" He just laughed and went, "I don't think I've got one this year, other than <laughs> a flicked header against uh, Barrow. Um, you know, from about two yards out, he's not scored a, a goal from pretty much inside the box. He's." He's got pace to burn. We call him Roadrunner because um, he, he's got absolute speed to burn. Reese Oates would be a cracking player and he, he would be capable of playing Championship Prem if he could combine his pace and his finishing with the ability to look up and know when to pick to pick a pass at a key time. Mm-hmm. Far too many times, and this is not a, a, a criticism by any stretch of the imagination, you know, it's League Two for a start. Let's 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 get that let's get that highlighted. Um he'll get up, he'll run, he'll pick the ball up on the halfway line he'll sprint and he'll absolutely leave a team for dust he'll get players up and around him but the problem is he doesn't look up enough to find that that key pass or play it early he's just lacking that little bit but uh, do you know what when he pops one off from 30 35 yards and it ends up in the top corner we don't care about that because he's just yeah he's, he's just ignited something in us which, uh, you know, you really need a player like that in your team. And uh, You've got to remember as well, he was a conference player last season. Mm. Yeah. It, he, it was Hartlepool, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah it was. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, promoted for them, scored a lot of goals uh, for them as well. And uh, the good I mean, thing... The other, we, the we other thing, is, Craig, it's worth remembering that we recruited at the same time at the beginning of the season a 20-odd goals, uh, League 2 goal scorer from uh, yeah, Victoria. Yeah, talk about that. Danny Johnson, yeah. He and he's not really getting, not been able to get a look in because of yeah. uh, the form that uh, Reese has been in. Mm. Um, so John Joe Tool, let's get on to him then. Um, I'm sure guy. you remember us bringing a load of wigs for John Joe Tool Day a few years ago, and him proceeding to get sent off um, against you. Um, you just mentioned how important he's been. Obviously, with us, he was a bit of a more of a number ten midfielder, breaking into the box type player. He seems to have reinvented himself with Burton, <laughs> and then again with you. How how good has he been? 
Now, John Joe Tall is. Everyone talks about Mansfield Town and there's this saying about no Quinn, no win. When Stephen Quinn doesn't play, we very rarely win. Well, actually, looking through the stats and the stars, you can probably say the same about John Joe Tall. He has been incredible for us. Came in, um, you know, as you say, he's, he's got this reputation as being a, a number 10 and from his career, but Clough's had him at Burton before and uh, played him at centre half. Comes in, plays centre half. Shores things up for him. He's fantastic. A really good leader. He was on a short-term contract because Stevenage uh, didn't want him. He was looking for options. And, you know, towards the back end of December when he was phenomenal for us, early January, he was playing. We, w- we didn't know if he, w- he was going to stay. And it was a huge, huge relief when he signed a long-term deal to, to stay with the club. And he's been, for me, uh, we talk about Reese Oates being uh, a great player and a great signing in the summer. O'Toole's probably up there in, in the top three of signings this season because he is is an absolute leader, is a rock at the back. He can sit and play defensive midfield. He can ping balls around as well. He's a good all-round player to, to have in there. And he has that aggression. And I don't want to swear, <laughs> I don't, don't want to give you that um, editing job to do, but teams need a git in their in their seat, <laughs> in their side, don't they? They need a real yeah. horrible git, a real horrible sod that's going to annoy the opposition fans and get on the opposition players' um, skin. We didn't have that until O'Toole arrived. Yeah. And there's the difference. Yeah. And, and the results are there for everyone to see. He's an experienced player and he's a tough nut. And yep. I think um, that was something we badly needed. <laughs> and uh, he we, loves a little, little bit too much of a tough nut. That Where, where was well, it? You went you know, on the it, sidelines and just have, choked down someone. Yeah, I, mean, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, that wasn't Newport away where he did literally chokehold yeah. choke someone yeah. and get suspended. And, and, and shock Corey, you know, when he's suspended, we don't do very well. Yeah. In the last couple of games. <laughs> sounds, like in, so. sounds like he's picked up on your Newport hatred and just gone in. I mean, we have other tough nuts. I mean... We have a player that got sent off in a game and ended up with a six, is it five or six game ban? Yeah, six, yes, six yeah, ban. Yeah. yeah, he got a six yeah. game ban, Mr. Quinn, yeah. Because yeah. he didn't leave it at the foul that got him sent off. He had to <laughs> add something to it on the way off the pitch. But Yeah, I remember And, that, and yeah. you know, that's because he's tough and hasn't got a great deal of thinking capacity, I guess. Um, but he's a cracking player on the park and he, he doesn't mm. leave anything on there. You know, he's... he's he's the first to go on up to the fans at the end of the game and, and, and he demonstrates his heart's there. And, and you need players like that. It's the same with O'Toole as well, because, you know, everyone, every Stags fan knew about the, the whole John Joe O'Toole day and he got some absolute right stick for it when he when he first signed. He's no longer got his long hair. That's what's transformed yeah, him. Yeah. He's had it shaved off. He's, he's great. And I've had the, the pleasure of talking to him on a number of occasions at press conferences and after the game. He's a really lovely bloke to talk to. And I spoke to him about the... the the, the connection before he laughed it off and he said you know uh, a couple of years ago when I when I came here I was nearly scrapping with the fans in the car park now I'm fist bumping them and high-fiving him it's a great transformation he's he's really brought into it and do you know what the, the fans are brought into him because sometimes you'll sign a player that's got a bit of a reputation and straight away you don't want them there you don't want them representing your club but our fans have brought into him and uh, and really really enjoy him and uh I think he'll be. Uh, it'll be an interesting one on on Saturday. There's no doubt in my mind whatsoever that he'll play. He'll no doubt get some stick from from your fans. But I think a little bit like when we, you know, were reunited with Rosie in the return fixture. I think there's a love there for John Joe um, Tour from oh, Northampton fans. Yeah, 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 absolutely. He's an absolute cool hero. He's, there's no chance he's going to get actual proper stick. I don't think is on the is subject beloved. of Northampton fans, Danny. Are you bringing? Uh, are you filling your allocation? You know. I'm not sure actually how they've been sold so far. Because um, we expect the home seats to be all full on Saturday. Oh, it'll yes, be close to is... capacity, won't it? Yeah, 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 we'll yeah. probably get our best eight. recent attendance if you guys sell out yours. You, yeah. you we, not, we usually but... bring a fair amount to Mansfield, I think. 
Well, it's almost a local derby for us, you know, because in League Two for us, where we're based, there's hardly any local teams anymore. They've all (laughs) been relegated or promoted. In fact, going back to that, you know, you asked about who you thought might be going up. Uh, Forest Green, let's leave them where they are and say they're going. And I think actually still on merit are going to be in the mix. I would hate it if it was them, those two, and us going up because it means we've got two more journeys to the southwest again next yeah. season. And, and you one can guarantee they'll be on a Tuesday going, night. Yeah, one of the benefits <laughs> of not going up with them would be not to go to Forest Green and not to go to Exeter <laughs> and not to go to Swindon. Those, those are the places that drive me balmy. Yeah, sorry, you can go to Peterborough, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't mind. I, like I like uh, your ground. Uh, except get off. You, well, that's you need it. To finish Bans- that stand. Sorry, no. You, that's a banning order for saying you love Peterborough on this podcast. So. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, when you come on Saturday to our lovely, quaint, three-sided ground, it'll be buzzing. <laughs> so good. Um, so, last player I want to mention, Matty Longstaff, obviously signed in January. How did that happen? I think a lot of people are asking. Got you. Clive, you yeah. know the story, don't you? You were there on the, the night. I mean, well, just I, think back. It was a couple of months ago, so you uh, might have to think back and refer to your notes. Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm rushing through them now. I mean, there's, there's two stories, really. One I learned yesterday was he, he was offered to Hartlepool and their manager really? decided he didn't want him. Well, Definitely wasn't offered to Hartlepool. I know the other well, club it was offered to. Well, <laughs> anyway. Was a champ, championship club just down the road. Yes, by all accounts, right. there was some uh, liaison between our uh, general our managing director on his honeymoon See, and, the, uh, and the agent of the said player. Uh, and it just happened to come up in conversation and said, well, if he wants to come to us, he can do. Right. Well, what kind of a liaison was this? So David, David Sharp was, uh, I think it was over Christmas time, wasn't it? He went on holiday with his uh, then girlfriend who he proposed to. Um, and just by absolute chance, Matty Longstaff's agent was uh, on the same holiday. Obviously they'd shared a number of bottles of uh, rather expensive Chardonnay at the time, and he went, oh, have you got players that we can bring on alone? I could have Matty Longstuff. You went, yeah, all right. And then and that, it was something along those lines. No, I mean, that that's not an accurate recreation, but it was, it, that's, that's, that's the story. That's a Craigism, by the way, for, <laughs> for people who have not listened to him before. <laughs> I love that. I love that's the story behind it. That's amazing. But either way, yeah. I mean, he's, he's a genuinely classy player. Um, yeah. I like it. I mean, even so, as a good, you know, player with premiership experience, Playing in League Two demands different skill sets, and he's having to find them. He hasn't waltzed yeah. through anybody, but his, his work rate's good, and he's, mm. he loves the game. You can see that in his play. And, uh, of course, it's lovely from our point of view because someone else is paying most of his wages. Yeah, that's true. And so they will be big wages. Yeah, so that's what, that's what I was going to say. The, that's the, just the fact of his wages has made everyone I think, stand up and think, how on earth has that happened? And Fueled how's by he, Middle how's Eastern he, oil. That's what it like is. The, yeah, <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, I think there might be a few dipping into Newcastle next season as well, if that's the case. But he, he does seem to have like a touch of class about him, doesn't he? You can tell the difference between a player who's got that quality and, and He's got a good too. ball control and he finds little, that little bit of time on the ball, which other players don't always have. And he's got ginger hair. Yeah, what more can you want? <laughs> and he likes custard creams. I mean, uh, there's, there's a little bit of an in-joke there. I mean, um, we ask quite often on the podcast, we have a feature called What's Your Favourite Biscuit? Somebody bet me basically when I started doing the, the commentary and the interviews that I wouldn't ask players what their favourite biscuits are. And we do. So uh, John Joey Tools is a chocolate hobnob for, for those Northampton fans yeah. who want to bring something for him yeah. on, on Saturday. A few hobnobs um, here. Yeah, and uh, Matty Longstaff's is a custard cream. So, uh, mm-hmm. Danny, I've got to ask you the question. What's Ooh. your favourite biscuit? You put me on the spot now. I think I am partial to a hobnob as well. I've got to go in the John Joey Tool camp there. Chocolate hobnobs are the pinnacle, I think. 
Have, I, mean, um, I was going to ask you, what's the weirdest one you've had so far? The, oh, the weirdest, weirdest answer. Yeah. Oh, Jordan Bowery took a, a quite a, a while to think about it. He was the only one that's been quite methodical over it. He asked, he asked st- supplementary I mean, questions the, like, are you talking about for dipping in my I tea? Didn't. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he was like, oh, right, because if it's in tea, it's this, but if it's not, it's yeah. this. So yeah, Jordan yeah. Bar- Once we'd established it was with a cup of tea, Jordan Barrows was a chocolate digestive, which I can get behind. But the weirdest, but you can tell this is from where he grew up. Ollie Clark, the captain, spent a number of years at Bristol Rovers. It was a Viennese, uh, Viennese whirl or a Viennese <laughs> finger. Yeah. <laughs> Love that. Great stuff. Um, before we get to predictions, we always ask on the preview show, um, it's getting a little bit less that we only score from set pieces, but we'll ask it anyway. How are you at defending set pieces? We, well, we can't defend in general, so okay, that's good. That's good. Yeah, stuff. I mean, we, for all <laughs> for all our excellent play going forward, we'll knock the ball free like nobody's business and score worldy goals. But you ping one sixty yard pass in behind our fullbacks, we've got no chance. Sorted. <laughs> it's a, there's a there's an error the, in every game waiting yeah. for the opponents to pick. Yeah, like, Genuinely, if Mansfield Town do not get promoted this season, there is only one team to blame. It's not anybody that's beat us. It's Mansfield Town. True fact. But you've only can see well forty three goals. It's I guess it's one of the higher in the top top eight. To be fair, we um, have got better. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, and, thanks, and equally, John, we've got yeah. better at scoring sure. from them as well, which is something we weren't doing. At, yeah. And at one point, at the beginning of the season, our crosses were ludicrously bad. We've started to benefit a bit more from them now. Yeah. Good stuff. So we'll get on to predictions now then to close off. Uh, Craig, I'll come to you first. Oh, I never go first. Go. We do this on our show. I never go first. Oh. I always see what other people do. Oh, <laughs> on the spot. Uh, right, I'll go for... We're at home. We're chasing down this fantastic club record. Um, so at the moment, we've equaled a, a club record of consecutive home wins in the Football League of 10, uh, which was something like 1940-something when we last did that. Um, so we, we've got that with us. It'll be a big crowd back at home. I am going to back us for a 2-1 win. O'Toole will score for us and he'll either be so wound up by the Northampton fans that he'll rip his shirt off and, and sprint down and celebrate in front of you or he won't celebrate at all. But the goal scorer for Northampton, even though he's not played as much, which is an absolute waste from your manager's point it of view, really by isn't. the way. It's it really not. is. Really, It's not, is. <laughs> it's not at all. Danny Rose will pop up and score a bicycle <laughs> kick and you'll be like, Jesus, why have we not played him more? What a guy. He scored one at Lincoln once, uh, a worldie bicycle kick, to be fair. But um, it, it, those days are long gone from what we can see. I, I, tell, I mean, I, t- I tell you what, you, you, we'll, we will send you in return for Danny Rose. We'll, uh, do you know what? I'll ga- gamble and send him Danny Johnson. I, I would. I, yeah, I'd drop deal. Johnson for Rose. There we go. Deal said. Well, we're well, outside I mean, the transfer yeah. window. But, can yeah. I just, read, can I I just say that Craig has no authority to do this? <laughs> I don't. I don't. And also, and also if Johnson's listening, yeah, I do fully back you. But what I'm saying is, he's got this ability to score goals, but he's also always injured. So, you know. Yeah, just just became Jackie Weaver there, Craig. Clive, how do you see this one going? Well, one thing's for sure. I don't expect us to keep a clean sheet. So True. I was thinking like 7-3, but then <laughs> common sense has prevailed. I think it's going to be quite tight. I'm going to go for 2-1 win for the Stags. 2-1, yeah. I, I'm, I'm really concerned about this one. I, I think I say that every week, but um, this one especially, like you say, first time game in about a month. You've got a massive crowd. You're right on the brink of the playoffs, chasing us. Chasing a, I think a point would actually be a decent result for us, um, despite the games in hand. I mean, I'm going I'll, to go... I'll take a point now. 
I'll, I'll okay. happily take it to a point now, yeah. As yeah long we as we did a lot of... Let's not bother with the game let's then. We'll the just take the point. Let's shake the hands, get yeah. the point, do, do our transfer swap, we're done. This is how football <laughs> should be conducted. Get some biscuits out, yeah. yeah. Get some biscuits out, yeah. Hey, and do you know what do you, know what you need, Clive, for a, for a good biscuit? You need a good mug. Let's not go down yes. that route. In fact, uh, you, we have a Mansfield Matters commemorative mug, which <laughs> I think, Danny, you probably deserve. Oh yeah, get yeah. It, we'll it. send you one. We'll let, yeah, yeah, we've got DM some your address well. and we'll we'll send you one. Yeah, we'll swap mugs. We've got, I think we've got a mug somewhere. No, I'm not. Say, I'm not. I'll send. I'll send you some hobnobs, but you're not having any at all. <laughs> Quote of the day. I love that. Uh, I'm going to go for two two. I think it's an optimistic because I can see. I can definitely see goals in it. Um, I, I'd be quite happy with a point and just move on because I think our fixtures are not too bad. Touchwood after that. Um, I think, yeah, it sounds like we'll both be going home happy after that, if that's the case. So um, thank you so much, Craig and Clive, for coming on. That was a pleasure. Such a great chat. Really thank appreciate you that. Thank you. And um, can I just say as well, as a fellow podcaster in and around the circuit, I've watched what you guys have done for years and it's really top stuff. So oh, thank you, uh, mate. keep it up. And uh, yeah, it's uh, been a pleasure to watch and a pleasure to be on. Cheers. Um, and don't be too find... miserable on the return journey, Chess. <laughs> and if you can leave Rosie, that'd be great. Yeah, I'm sure he'd be fine with that. Just drop him off. <laughs> Love you, Danny. Um, where can we find we, you? We on actually the... do. We actually yeah. do. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't be the most surprising thing in the world, would it, if he came back? I mean, um, to be fair, our, our co-chair woman absolutely loved him and she was gutted to see him go. But financially for us at that point, it was the right move to make. But yeah. uh, I, I, I think we've seen the best of him, to be honest. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think you have to. Um, where can we find you on social media? Uh, so if you want to follow us, we are at MTFC Matters on Twitter and on Facebook. Perfect. Thank you so much, guys, again for coming on. Um, thanks for listening. We'll be back in your ears on Tuesday morning with all our reaction to this one. And yeah, we'll see you soon. Thanks a lot. Support the podcast on Patreon by joining the It's All Cobblers To Me fan club. Every month, you'll receive access to exclusive bonus content, such as our Meet the Staff series, hear our player interviews before anyone else, and be invited to regular meetups. By joining the fan club, you'll be helping us to continue our sponsorship of NTFC women's player Abby Bruin and enable us to keep the podcast and all our other content going to the high standards you expect. To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. Sports Social Podcast Network.